them. By the way, this is my new, my new buddy, Max. Right? He's a, uh, he's a rescue. So, um, um, yeah, he's gonna be a, a guest preacher here with me. <laughs> so um, let me pray. Um, Want to pray, Max? Yeah, I'll pray. Uh, Father, Lord God, I just thank you. Just praise your holy name. Just pray that you would just uh, bless this time, Lord, and uh, speak through me in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, um, you know, in terms of um, intrusive, um, in terms of intrusive thoughts, right? It, it's it is important that um, we don't misinterpret what God is doing. Right, and um, I'm going to go to Second Corinthians and explain what I what I mean. Second Corinthians chapter four, um, verse seven. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, so that the surpassing greatness of the power will be of God and not from ourselves. We are afflicted in every way but not crushed see that perplexed but not despairing persecuted but not forsaken struck down but not destroyed here it is always carrying about in the body the dying of jesus so that the light of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. For we who live are constantly being delivered over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So death works in us, but life in you. Here's one thing that you have to get. In fact, actually, I'm going to say this is a humongous takeaway for all the suffering you are going to go through. Is, is this, is that God allows suffering, and I know in theological, I've been to seminary and I know uh, he was, oh, well, does he permit it? Is it his, his will? Is it this? Is it that? Not only is suffering God's will, it is not the ultimate goal. Suffering is a gateway conduit, a pipeline to connect to the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Once you get that in your spirit, the enemy will never be able to knock you down. Really, once 
you understand that the enemy would never, ever, ever be able to knock you down. The goal in it, this is what Paul is saying. He's saying all of these things, right? Um, we are afflicted in every way. What he's doing is he's using, he's contextualizing here, he's using a wrestling match. Like, so we are afflicted or pressed down, but not crushed. That's what goes on in wrestling. Perplexed, but not despairing. Persecutor, but not forsaken. He's using a wrestling match here. The Isthmus Games used to take place in Corinth. This was, the Isthmus Games was a precursor to the Olympic Games. Struck down, but not destroyed. You get struck down in wrestling all the time. But here's why. Always carrying about in the body the dying of Jesus so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. For we who live are constantly being delivered over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifest in our mortal flesh. So death works in us, but life in you. There's a reason why you are going through what you are going through. The enemy will plague you with intrusive thoughts. Oh, you're perplexed. Oh, you're pressed down. Oh, you're crushed. Oh, you're, you're forsaken. No. The reason is to connect to the life of Christ. That is the reason. Why do people go through dangerous surgeries? I went through a dangerous surgery when I had stage four cancer, but that day, and I remember all of the paperwork I had to sign. You could have brain damage, you could have this. People would say, whoa, what are you doing? <laughs> hey, hey, maybe you shouldn't do this. Take your chances by yourself. I mean, you see all the paperwork I had to sign. My word. My word, but the dangerous surgery was to lead to safety. If I hadn't had that surgery, I would have been dead by now. In fact, months after, uh, if I would have waited months for that surgery, it would have been too late. Steve Jobs tried, he got cancer. He waited a year before he did the surgery. Oh, I'll fix it with herbs. He came back a year later, it's too late. So things happen that may seem bad, but they connect to something good. You've got to go through some of these issues. You know, you go, you go to school and you don't get a scholarship, you have got to go through debt to make advancements in progress, right? You've got to go through that. A woman has to go through labor pains to have that beautiful baby. In fact, Jesus even used that the travail of labor pains as a parable, but whoa. 
It's a joyous thing. Here's what we have to have. We won't have intrusive thoughts regarding suffering if we get this. If we understand, we have to go through the bad to get to the good. For the joy that was set before him, Jesus Christ endured the cross, despising all shame. And now he is seated at the right hand of God. You have to die. There's some people who die horrible deaths. There's some people who die by fire. There's some people who drowned. There's so many people died around the world. COVID, cancer, all difference. Tim Keller, who went to the same seminary as I went to just recently died a couple of weeks ago from um, pancreatic cancer. And he, he was an older guy. He went in the 70s, but a great guy. He was a pastor of Redeemer Church. He went through a lot in this pancreatic cancer. He had it for a while, but he went through that to get to heaven. It is important that during the process that we don't get tripped up by the intrusive thoughts. The enemy tried to trip Jesus up, right, in the wilderness, tried to trip him up 40 days, fasting 40 days, 40 nights, right, in the wilderness, tried to trip him up. You know, Karen gave a story of what happened right here. There's an example of being tripped up. I hear these stories all the time. It shouldn't trip you up, folks. These stories should get you to stand. You have overcome the evil one by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. Don't ever, ever, ever think that there's going to be peace here. God is not going to allow there to be peace. Really. You know why? You might get too comfortable here. Really, understand this. We are moving through this world. It's very, very important. And so what does that mean? That means that this, what Paul is saying here, is part of how we live. And so what you have to look for in the suffering is the fellowship with Christ. I want to read something for you. Let's go to Philippians chapter 3. Um, and... I'm going to read from verse 10. <clears throat> that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship, listen, of his suffering. I know in our society, uh-oh, I don't want that. No, the fellowship of his suffering, being conformed to his death in order that I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Here is the thing. When you understand there is the 
amazing thing about what I have just said. When you understand this, you have joy. Really, you have joy. And you know why? Because the power of Christ that overcame the world on the inside more than compensates for the suffering on the outside. It's very important that you understand that too many people put faith in externals and not enough faith in the internal. Really. You know, if someone is driving me across country, I'm going to take a road trip across country when I get time. I plan to do that maybe in retirement if I ever get a chance to retire. But I want to do cross country. You know what I am going to be more concerned about? Not how good a shape the body of the vehicle is, but how good a shape the engine of the vehicle is. You know what? I would prefer to go cross country and with a reliable engine that will get me there than to be broken down in a Ferrari Testarossa, right? The, the power, the faith, the confidence should be on the inside, not on externals, right? So what Paul is talking about, all of this stuff is going on, afflicted in every way that's on the outside, but not crushed, perplexed, but not despairing, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. Here it is, always carrying about in the body, the engine, right? In the body, the dying of Jesus, that's the engine, so that the life of Jesus on all, all also may be manifested in our body. It is the secret of the engine power. Verse six, for God who said light shall shine out of darkness is the one who was shone in our hearts. If you didn't know it by now, folks, your heart is the engine room. It is the epicenter, it's the nucleus of all activity. It's the headquarters who are shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. It all goes on in the nucleus. That's where the power is. What do you think a nuclear bomb does? It's a splitting of the atoms in the nucleus. That's a nuclear bomb. That's where all of the power is. It's released rapidly. That's where all of our power is. It's in the heart. Once you understand that, there is no intrusive thought that cannot be swallowed up by the power on 
the inside. This is why Paul is saying, oh, this is coming this way. That is coming that way. It's all over the place. It does not matter because I am trusting in this treasure in the nucleus in my heart. That is the engine room. That's the Pentagon, folks. That's where the seat of power is. The Pentagon is the seat of power for all United States military. This is this, the heart is the seat of power. So if you're gonna focus on the outside, right, you're not understanding this power. You are not understanding this power. That's almost like somebody who just tells their mechanic to make sure that there's no scratches on the body of my vehicle and doesn't check the engine. It is the engine that gives us the power to be able to lock out the intruder from the intrusive thoughts because the engine, the power on the inside gives us the grace to interpret all of the circumstantial data that's going on on the outside. Want to read something else? So, um, so I want to read what um, what Paul. Look at all of the ways that Paul could have been tripped up with intrusive thoughts if he didn't depend on the power. Second Corinthians, chapter eleven. I'm gonna read. Um, from verse 21. To my shame, I must say that we have been weak by comparison, but in whatever respect anyone else is bold, I speak in foolishness. I am just as bold myself. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they descendants of Abraham? So am I. Are they servants of Christ? I speak as if insane. I more so in far more labors, in far more imprisonments, beaten times without numbers, often in danger of death. Five times I received from the Jews 39 lashes. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked tonight. And a day I have spent in the deep. I have been on frequent journeys in dangers from rivers, dangers from robbers, dangers from countrymen, dangers from the Gentiles, dangers in the city, dangers in the wilderness, dangers on the sea, dangers amongst false brethren. I've been in labor and hardships, who many sleepless nights in hunger and thirst, often without food in cold and exposure. Apart from such external things, there is the daily pressure on me of concern for all the churches who is weak without my, without my being weak, who is led into sin without my intense concern. But Here's the thing, folks. We'd focus on the power on the inside. This is Cancun to Paul. Wish you were here. Really, when you understand where to put your focus, right? Where to put your focus, you will understand this is a result because the power of Christ gets activated through all of this suffering and so really 
suffering becomes a place to give joy to God. It's a supernatural thing. It is supernatural. If you just depend on the natural, you just get natural in return. If you depend on the supernatural, when you go through natural sufferings, you will have supernatural joy. And be able to say, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. In fact, actually, if you just depend on the natural, you'll almost be suffering when there is no suffering. Just being in this world is suffering. Really. And so the focus is to be on the supernatural because the supernatural focus brings about supernatural joy, folks. We can do some prayer points. First one is this. Father, Lord God, give me the grace to have a correct interpretation of my natural suffering. A correct interpretation. Correct interpretation. Oh, God, make it go away. That's an incorrect interpretation. Correct interpretation is you sharing in the sufferings of Christ. Lord God, give me the grace to have a correct interpretation of my natural suffering. In Jesus' name, let's pray. Father, we just thank you. Father, we praise your holy name. Father, we pray that you will give me the grace to have a natural, to, to have a correct interpretation of my natural suffering, Lord God. And I know that the correct interpretation, Lord God, is to have a supernatural perspective on my suffering. So I share in the suffering, the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. I live heavenly here on earth. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord God, give me the grace to stop focusing on external and focus on the internal. The engine room, Lord God, the nucleus, Lord God, the light that you have shone in my heart is what we have to understand. Initially at creation, God said, let there be light. At recreation in Christ, God has said in your heart, let there be light. That's a recreation. Anyone in Christ is a new creation. Old things have passed away. New things have come. Stop focusing on the externals. Stop focusing on the wax job, on the body, and focus on the engine. Really, no car is going to pass an inspection. I don't care how shiny it is, based on the external. The, the inspection places, oh, that's a nice wax job. Yeah, yeah, we'll put an inspection sticker on that. No, the, the, the body could be falling apart as long as the engine is sound and the engine is sound folks the engine is sound 
Don't let the enemy trip you up. So it's, Lord God, give me the grace to stop focusing on externals. I'm focused on the internal, Lord God, to focus on the engine room, the nucleus, Lord God, the center, the headquarters, the Pentagon, in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you. Father, we praise your holy name. Father, we pray, Lord God, you give us the grace to not focus on externals, Lord God, that mean nothing, but to focus on the internal, where you have deposited yourself, where you dwell, Lord God, where you reside, Lord God. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm going to do the caring call. want people to, uh, to have a chance to, uh, to talk, and who knows? Maybe Max will say something. <laughs> so, um, Father Lord, I know I'm a sinner. I know I sh you shed your precious blood so that I might be saved, Lord God. I know, Father, as I accept you into my heart, Lord God. I'm accepting light into my heart, Lord God. A recreation, Father, Lord God. You are my treasure, and I will focus on you, Lord God, and not on externals. I will not, no longer focus on what's going on naturally, Lord God. I will focus on the supernatural. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. <laughs>